Today's episode of Found Down is brought to you by Unwound Retreats. Unwound Retreats offers fun events and travel experiences for nurses locally and internationally. Founded by me, Nicole Johnson, ICU nurse and host of the Found Down podcast, I provide opportunities for nurses to practice self-care, learn, and travel together. These last two years have been brutal in healthcare, and why not give yourself the gift to unwind, learn, and grow? Previous guests have loved the experiences, especially because you can just show up and know that everything will be taken care of. Unwound Retreats is offering exciting and luxurious retreats in Morocco and Mexico. Go over to unwoundretreats.com and sign up to get on the email list so you can find out more. Hey there, this is Nicole, the host and producer of the Found Down podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, for listening, and to those of you who have written some really awesome reviews in the last week or two, I just want to say thank you. It That totally keeps me going, keeps me motivated, and it makes me want to bring um, and continue to bring really awesome people on the show and have really cool conversations. I do have exciting news, but I'm not going to tell you today, but I'll tell you next week. I have two pieces of cool news that I'll let you know about next week. So hopefully you'll tune in. Um, and yeah, I can't wait to share it with you. Now I want to talk about our awesome sponsor, Nicole Kupchik, CNS and educator. She offers the Found Down listeners 20% off all of her online courses, her Zoom classes, and her books. So she has amazing products out there like the CCRN and PCCN certification review, cardiac boot camp, cardiac med certification, mechanical ventilation, hemodynamic monitoring, stroke review, and dodging delirium. So seriously, you should check out her stuff at NicoleCupchickConsulting.com. There's a wealth of information and products out there. So if you want to grow your practice, uh, check it out at NicoleCupchickConsulting.com and use the coupon code FOUNDDOWN20, FOUNDDOWN20 at checkout. Okay. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. Can't wait to share this episode with you. It's a really fun one. Welcome to the Found Down Podcast. This is a podcast of untold nursing stories that are sometimes hilarious, dark, insane, and anything in between. As a warning, this show is rated E and is mature in content. It often deals with the reality of life and death and how we as nurses intersect with that on a regular basis. If we laugh, it's not out of disrespect. We love what we do and have every intention of continuing to do so. With that, enjoy the show. Well, hello and welcome to the Found Down Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Johnson, and I'm so excited because I have a coworker on the show, Chantel Dykstra. She's an acute care nurse with over 20 ex- years of experience. I don't know how that's possible. And also a wealth of leadership skills. And she's also been putting a ton of time into the vaccine clinic. Thank you for doing that, Chantel. But on this show today, we're going to talk about humor and nursing uh, and maybe just whatever else comes up, but hopefully we'll have some good laughs in there. Uh, but before we get into any of that, how are you, Chantel? I am good, Nicole. Um, yeah, today is a really good day for me. Um, I've actually been really weepy the last half hour uh, because I just got an email from my mom who lives in Canada and she just got her appointment for her first vaccine. So I've been super, super emotional about that um, the last half hour, um, but I am so happy and so excited because it has been 
a year and three months since I have seen her and I miss her so much. Oh, oh my gosh. It is, I mean, such a special day. So your mom, she lives in Canada, right? And you're here in the States. Mm. What do you think this means? Like when you can see her and will you, do you plan to see her? I cannot wait to see her. Um, it's really, I'm sorry. <laughs> don't, don't worry. This is a raw emotional show. We it's talk fun. about whatever comes up. It's okay. No, I have no idea when I'll still be able to see her because obviously I want her fully vaccinated and safe. Um, so as you all know, it's my public health service two weeks after your second shot, fully vaccinated. Um, so I think that that will be the moment where she comes here to visit us uh, probably because the border to Canada is still closed right now. Mm. Um as a citizen, I can cross, but then I have to do two weeks of quarantine. Um, in a, and actually, they have these quarantine hotels now, so you have to pay to stay there and get all the food delivered. And um, as you know, in nursing, I don't have that much time off. Right. Uh, so it would make it really hard. And um, and also with my husband and teenage boys, picturing ourselves in a hotel <laughs> together for two weeks. That's not, you know. Somebody would die. Somebody might die. Yeah, very, very likely. So I am picturing my mom coming to visit us. That's good. So I mean, that's great oh. because our what well, obviously we were very, very lax compared to other countries. But if she's vaccinated, fully vaccinated, she doesn't have to quarantine and she can just stay at your house. I know. And, I am not waiting. And then she'll go. Which, will she have to quarantine on the way back, even though she's been vaccinated? Oh, my gosh. I have, she probably will, which I think will be the death of her because <laughs> um, she's exceptionally social like I am. And I don't know. I don't know. I'm really hoping not. Like, I can't even go there or bring up that thought or else she's going to say no. To All right. Well, we're going to figure that out. We're going to not mention it. And um, she'll find out when she flies back into Canada. Correct. <laughs> Ah, oh, um, well, that is exciting and so amazing. Um, yeah, it's like, you know, s- slowly our people are falling, are getting what they need. They're getting vaccinated and it just feels so damn good. I know. I honestly, um, I've been doing okay throughout this pandemic the last couple weeks. I, like, even though like things are getting so good, they're getting so much better all mm-hmm. the time. But I feel like I've been holding my breath. Like, uh-huh. I actually feel almost short of breath when I think about things, just like not wanting the shoe to drop. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, I can. Yeah. Um, just... And I'm so excited about these things opening up, but I'm just like, don't screw it up, people. You know, like we're, we're going into these next phases. Everything's getting so good. But if we screw it up, it's going to feel like it's all for naught. And we've sat like it just we've sacrificed so much mm-hmm. this year to get to this point. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited about it. But I'm also just like, I've actually had a harder last two weeks than um, than I have in a long time. Just holding my breath. You could just like see it on the horizon. 
Yeah. And you're just like, don't F it up, people. You can say, I can say that for yeah. real, but on the show, I don't know if it's yeah. okay with you, but don't oh, fuck yeah. it up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Don't fuck it up, people. Um, yeah. yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? What? <laughs> I do. So, okay. This is not, we weren't going to talk about this, but how are you managing in this, like when you're f- feeling like this? Or have you done anything to like, I don't know, be with that feeling or f- like, or are you, how are you managing f- feeling that way? Well, I think this whole pandemic, you know, as nurses, we, um, when we see people do stupid things <laughs> to F it mm-hmm. up throughout this pandemic, um, we get really, it's, it's like a personal offense yeah. almost how you end up feeling. Um, but fortunately I've got some awesome nursing BFFs that I call or I text and I just say, I need a moment. And then I just let her rip mm-hmm. and say all those special words that I want to say, let it out. And then it makes me feel so much better. Mm-hmm. It honestly does. Like I've got, I've got a couple really good nursing friends on speed dial that, um, that I've been able to, to do that with. And then I get it out and then I can move on. That's great. That's great. You got to have that. I mean, no, it's like they can just pick up on without a beat and then they know exactly what you're feeling and, and why, and why. Yeah. You know, cause we've had, um, I don't know. One of my friends talked about it as we've got like our COVID capital to spend on like how we're, what we're going to engage in and what we're not, you know? mm -hmm. So I thought that that was a really good kind of a a reference as far as how people spend their COVID capital. And sometimes we agree with it and sometimes we might not. Yeah. (laughs) It's been really interesting. Hasn't it? Like, and even really individually based, like, you know, so I might go and sit on a, beer patio you know with my husband not yet having other people in my bubble but like and I feel okay with that because it's outside but there are other people that be like why the hell are you doing that you know um or like they might (laughs) see it the exact same thing as like eating inside a restaurant which I haven't done in over a year and um I don't know when I'm gonna do that actually um even still being vaccinated I'm just not yeah. Anyway, it's different. It's interesting. Sorry, I digress. No, it's fine. What? Oh my God! You said we were, <laughs> right before we got to talking, you said something. I'd asked like how many years you'd been a nurse, and so you've been a nurse for twenty years. And I was saying, oh my God, there's no way I could have done that. And what did you say? <laughs> I shouldn't have. So you were a babe. You're a wee babe. What? Yeah. So I had, I had just turned 18 and I showed up for my first day of nursing school. And was your program a four-year program and you graduated when you were 22? Um, well, I, sh- I probably should have stayed and did the four-year program and gotten my bachelor's at the time. But at the time, um, you had an option after two and a half years, you could do a three-month practicum. Mm-hmm. And then um, have your, like, here, I think they call it like an associate's degree. Oh, yeah. Um, 
so I did that because I met my husband at the time and he was, he was done school and he was done. So I didn't want to continue on because he was, wasn't in school. And I, I didn't really enjoy nursing school, to be honest. So I was feeling done at that time too. I hadn't taken any time off or done anything different. So I decided that for the dollar fifty an hour pay differential, I was going to peace out after the three years instead of four. Okay. Um, and so I was, I was 21 when I graduated. Ah, oh, right. And shiny. Um, yeah. uh, well, one thing I understand about the Canadian program is obviously compared mm-hmm. to the, I mean, U.S. programs, like, I don't know how it still stands, but I back then they were super rigorous, like harder, a lot harder than ours, right? I don't know. It's hard know. to know. Hard to know. Like, I, it was all I knew, yeah. you know, and then we moved here and actually I had to write my NCLEX when we moved here, which was kind of funny. That is funny. Because like, What's, what did you know? they do there? Sorry. It was similar, but you know, I'd already been a nurse for two years. And so then to go back and have to write your, your boards was a little intimidating at the time when we moved mm. here. So, but you, wh- what was it like starting with like being a nurse at 21? I mean, were you looking back, like thinking about your life experience and not that it can't be done. People, people who are younger graduate nursing school all the time. Um, but like, if you look back on your younger self, like, Oh, it's a little terrifying. <laughs> um, I think I was a little incompetent to be honest. Like I was a little scary. Um, but we all are, really, we all are when we yep, first start. Sure. And I looked really young cause I was 21. <laughs> and so my patients were terrified of me, you know? I'd go in the room and I'd explain that I was their nurse for the day. And they'd look at me like, oh, shit, I got that one. How is she going to know what she's doing? So, um, oh, my God, that's so, so funny. I, I would actually, I actually started. Um, so there was this older nurse on my unit who was excessively professional, ridiculously bright. Um, her name was Maureen. And I wanted to be like Maureen someday when I grew up and uh, Maureen wore these <clears throat> pantsuits. Really? Yeah, the scrubs. Yeah. So I decided that to try to look older and more professional, I would wear these pantsuits. <laughs> so I, well, I, I went out and I bought like two or three of these and that's what I wore to make myself look older and more professional because my pa- I wasn't getting buy-in from my patients because I look like a baby. You're like, who in the heck? Yeah. Well, how so, did, so yeah. did that did that work out? Did the pants hit? It really? It, it it helped. It totally helped. My husband, I was dating him at the time, and um, yeah, he would just look at me and shake his head, but but it helped, you know. For a professional young lady. Yes, that's what, that's what, well, it was either that, like either I look the fool Mm -hmm. and get respect from my patients or they're terrified of me and I couldn't have a, an impact, you know? So interesting. I didn't even think about that, but like, yeah, I mean, sure. We just, you did look like a wee babe. And so 
I did. Damn. Yeah. It was a little mm-hmm. scary. I know. Well, I mean, I started, I think I was done with nursing school when I was 32. Still, at the time, I th- people thought I looked younger than that. And so they were like, how can you? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. That's not, not even similar. But, um, but at least I could fake, you know, I had some like life experience and also some age so that people weren't like yeah afraid because normally you just fake it till you make it anyway always always we still do yeah we still do um let me check on that i'll be right back it's just like you know something comes up you don't know what it is you're like um that is a good question (laughs) that, that is an excellent question oh i've never been asked that before that's so funny that's so funny. Oh my gosh. I feel like this is a good segue into why you're on the show today. So we want to get into some like nurse humor. And I also know, Chantel, that you have humor plays a big part in your personal life. I think it's kind of how I grew up. Um, my dad was a really, really funny guy. Um, he played like it was it was like part of our family culture. Um April Fool's or, you know, actually my dad didn't even bother waiting till April Fool's. It was like a year round thing where he would just amuse himself by playing tricks on his buddies. And um, (laughs) I definitely inherited that gene because it makes me really, really happy when I get to pull a good one on somebody. It it like brings me joy for like the whole week. It's like these endorphins. Um, So it's like, so you're like a prankster. Kind of. You like, that's so cool. It makes me really happy. My like my children don't really feel loved on April first unless I get them really good. Oh, okay. Do you have any? Do you remember some good ones that you've done? Have you played tricks on your kids? On my kids? Um, yeah. So I think one year. So they both they both wear glasses. Mm-hmm. So I took a lip balm. Mm-hmm. And when they were sleeping, I went into their rooms and I put lip balm on the outside of their glasses. Mm-hmm. So then when they got up in the morning, they go and they put their glasses on and they can't see anything. So that was pretty funny. And then I knew that they'd have to go and wash their glasses. So I um, put an elastic band around the spray nozzle at the sink so that when they would turn on the water, it would spray to wash their glasses, it would spray them. So it was just like this comedy morning <laughs> where they got up, couldn't see, go to wash the glasses, get squirted with water all over. Um, oh, God. Yeah. Well, that made me pretty happy. Uh, were you like hanging out, hanging back and like watching it all unfold? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. So good. Yeah. Um, so good. One of my favorites of all time. This was when Craigslist first came out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't, it, it's, it's not, this is, this is illegal to do now, but at the time we didn't really know. Um, I like where this is going. So we had these three buddies and they were all working in an office together. And I put ads on Craigslist for um, free kittens and then one of our buddies' phone numbers, and then free puppies, and then another buddy's phone number, <laughs> and then free bunnies, and another. So, so that morning, so they all get to the office, and then their phones just like start going 
off these. <laughs> They're like, what the hell? I didn't put my, I don't have free kittens or bunnies. I know. It was pretty great. It tormented the three of them all morning. So. Did they um, know it was you? Did they know instantly? No, no, not at first. No. That's so funny. <laughs> oh my God. You got them good. You did. Yeah. No, that was pretty fun. So you are a bit of a prankster at work. Is that right then? Or do you, I mean, you obviously have to do it in a way that's like. I know. It's harder at work because I have to be careful with the lines, you know, mm-hmm. and nobody's yes. ever been harmed, you know, right? that out there that, uh, that I have remained professional in it. Um, so yeah, my favorite, so April 1st is probably coming up before this episode. Yeah. Airplane. This is going to release next. It'll be the, it'll be the week that this is released. Okay. So, um, my favorite thing to do, I've been doing this. I don't know. I don't even know how many years, like at least 10 years. Um, on, I've typically tried to work March 31st and I work evening shift. So that's actually the best time to do it. So right before I leave, I like, I, I have a good rapport with, with most of my patients and um, yeah, I've got somebody that I, I feel would, would be okay with this. I ask them if they want to have a little fun. Um, and then I bring a pair of scissors in the room and we pull out the first three gloves out of every box in the room and we mm-hmm. cut out the middle finger of each of the gloves and then we put them back in the boxes and then when the next provider comes in which would like you know I leave at 11 30 at night so when the next provider comes in or for morning rounds when the surgeons come around they pull out the gloves and they stick them on and you know what's hanging out that middle finger's hanging out and they're standing there and they're looking at their hands and they've got these gloves on and then they're missing these middle fingers and it is the funniest thing it just makes me so happy (laughs) oh my gosh that's so great and now they have to go and try to find another pair and it's probably got the same yeah finger cut out first three just that's oh so good so good i think my funniest one with that was one of my um one of our old nurses aides, um, she's a nurse down in Portland now. And I asked Sarah to come and help me. So our, my patient, he'd been, a, he'd been a long-term patient and he was incontinent and needed to be cleaned up. And so I called Sarah and I'm like, Hey, Sarah, can you, and I, we, we like, I talked to the patient about this. I'm like, Hey, you want to get Sarah? And he's like, yeah. And so <laughs> we've been, we've been playing this trick all day. And, uh, so Sarah comes in. I'm like, hey, Sarah, can, you know, can you help me help me clean Jim up? And she's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, no problem. So she comes in and she puts these gloves on and she's walking towards us and she's not noticing at the time. And then and then she looks at her hands and she's just so confused. <laughs> it's pretty. Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. She would what did she say, Chantel? Oh, she, she just couldn't believe that this had happened to her. It was really cute. That's so funny. Well, I I have a question for you. Like, why do you think humor is so important in nursing? Like, what is it you think? I don't know. I think we, like, in so many situations, we either have to laugh or cry. Right? Yeah. 
and it is it can be so serious but also I think humor is really important between us as professionals because my husband or our friends that are not nurses don't get how funny certain things are Mm -hmm. they really are Mm -hmm. uh, to each other so we need that nursing camaraderie to be able to bounce these stories off of mm-hmm. so that, because they are funny and they should. They are funny. They're very funny. They're very inappropriate. Mm-hmm. They're very funny. Um, but that's why you have to be able to discuss them with your nursing friends, because otherwise it's kind of like this humor that just goes untapped. That it, Yeah. Nobody yeah. else will get it. No. For another nurse. No. It's fine. It was, you know, I was thinking, I was reflecting on like funny nursing incidents, incidences that I've had. And I mean, a lot of them are dark, but they're also really funny. But like, oh, yeah. you, I was thinking about how we have, we always have a, have to have a poker face, right? Cause like, oh, yeah. We, we never know exactly what we're going to walk into. Like, there was one day, on the unit a long time ago, I answered the call light for somebody. And <laughs> this, <laughs> this poor woman, she must have been on some sort of blood thinner and must have like totally fallen and smacked her face. But oh. Her whole face was purple. Like it was like, it was like she, you know, it really was like she was on blood thinners and, and smacked and hit her face. And I was not expecting that at all. And inside, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, are you okay? Okay. And, and I, you know, obviously, I put two and two together, but, <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't show my surprise, you know, but I had a good laugh after I left the room because I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. She was going to be fine. She was going to be fine. Yes. But just I know. I know. It's kind of crazy. And um, actually this year with COVID, like there's, there's not been a lot of funny things happening, to be honest. You know, it's been a shitty year. And even yeah. like politically and with all of it, like it's, it's actually been pretty hard to find humor. So when you've got an opportunity, you've got to just go for it. Like um, during the election, Mm-hmm. And um, I think it was like the Republican convention was being broadcast and stuff. Um, anyway, I would go into patients' rooms. And, you know, the, what I love about nursing is we see all different populations, like mm-hmm. all ages, all, like everything. Like we have this like looking glass into, into everything. It's never, ever boring. So I would go into these rooms and some of the things that I would hear our patients tell me it was just kind of kind of shocking especially during the republican convention and so you know i could either have been kind of upset about it or i did mm-hmm. something funny with it so what i did was i um wrote an email thankfully i'm i'm friends um i've got a good relationship with our chief nursing officer um and nurse researcher so i sent them an email and i composed it in a way that sounded like serious and professional, but it was like, you know, I've got concerns about how to document our patient's orientation status, because when I go into the rooms, like, for example, I had a 56 year old who'd had a liver transplant. um, 
and had seemed oriented times four. However, when I walked into the room later, she told me that um, COVID was going to be over after January, um, after the January election, if the Democrats would get in, you know, so and like <laughs> these people really believed this. Um, so we had all these stories that were like that. And so I recommended to them that uh, we quit broadcasting Fox News at our hospital as a public health service and that we could actually do a nurse research study if we looked at, um, at health outcomes based on what television stations patients watched more frequently. <laughs> It was just, it was so crazy. It was just such a crazy time. Yes. Oh my God. So do, do, you, do you think they believed you for half a second? Were they like, when you wrote them that email? So yeah, the, the researcher actually did. She like tried, she actually emailed me back saying, that's a really interesting thought. Shut up. But my, my CNO knew, knew right away. Um, <laughs> yeah, she knows. She knows your sense of humor. He does. Yes. So. Yes. That I I was just thinking about, gosh, isn't it so great that like, oh, the election's over and we have a new president in office and like vaccinations are just ramping up all over the United States and I know. feel like it's just easier to be alive now. It's good. We're going in the right direction. Yeah. Do you have any other or nursing stories that are funny that you like from your years that stand out to you that you want to share? Um, couple. There's um, when I get really tired is when these things kind of come to me, and so this was a long time ago. I was working in a dialysis unit, and um, we the patients they there were like two patients in these little rooms and there was a window mm -hmm. for the nurse's station. So I could look mm -hmm. in and um, they would share a TV. So what I did was, so there were, there were these like universal remote controls. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I was in my, um, where the nursing station was, but there was a window. So I took a universal remote. And so like, mm -hmm. I knew these guys, they'd come in for dialysis three times a week. I knew them really yeah. well. And so I pointed the remote at their TV. And so like, say they were watching channel 20 and then I change it to 21 and then they change it to 20 and then I change it to 21 and we did. And then they were just, they were getting so pissed. And then I cranked the volume on them and uh -huh. I messed with them. And it was so funny because then they started blaming each other. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're like, stop changing the channel. I know exactly. They found it very funny. <laughs> oh, you know, like you just have to have fun with it sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, they probably, they, they had, I'm sure had a good belly laugh from that. I know. I know. And I think like, so my dad, when he was alive, he, um, he was in the hospital a few times and this one time, like he just hated being in the hospital so much. Mm -hmm. And so, um, over the years, he had all these little jokes that he'd play and all these toys. So um, when we went to visit him at the hospital, we brought his fake poop with us. Oh. Mm -hmm. And gave it to him. And in mm -hmm. Canada, like, you still have this. Like, it's four patients in a room quite often. Oh, oh wow. 
Yeah. Okay. So, um, dad would entertain himself. He, what he did was he got out of bed and the guy across the way from him couldn't get out of bed. So my dad snuck over to this guy's bed and he put the fake piece of poop on the floor beside this guy. (laughs) And then he popped back in bed and then he put his call light on and he, as the nurse come in the room, oh. she looks at this poop and she's like, oh, shit. And she goes and she puts these gloves on and then she goes to pick up the poop and uh-huh. doesn't want to lose his toy. So he yeah. hops out of bed and like stops her. So then she thinks that he's nuts because he's going to grab this other guy's poop that she's trying to clean up. <laughs> and so anyway, it entertained him thoroughly oh. during his <clears throat> hospital stays. Now I understand where you get it. I know. <laughs> it was pretty funny. There's that, almost, there's, there's, I'm, there are all these missed opportunities for fun. I know. Yeah. And then once he got more mobile, he would run around the pediatric ward and stick the poop around and watch the nurses come and try to find it. <sighs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I'm not... I'm like, well, this is related and not related. One of my, um, one of the nurses that I work with who I totally love, Nancy, she, she on Easter, she would always go around and hide candy and these Easter eggs and like on the unit and have like an Easter egg hunt. Aww. And she, she's just a ton of fun. And, you know, I think I definitely, I feel like it was a couple years, but the pharmacy tech, put a stop to it because she oh. she put some candy in the pixis an <gasps> egg in the pixis oh that's but, that's funny yeah it was so fun i mean like it's just so fun i mean work like you said earlier can be so heavy so dark it's so hard like so sad and something like that just like lifts your spirits like you know even seeing people dress up on halloween or you know, fun, obviously potlucks, you can't have potlucks right now, but you know, potlucks are fun and totally whatever. I mean, we've got one guy at work who is <laughs> for better, or for worse. He's, he's, you know, always creating nicknames for people and just oh. cracking jokes and he's funny and definitely crosses the line with things you should say like Chris gotta knock that off chris but um you know we gotta we had gotta have a good laugh gotta have a good laugh do you remember when um i think it was not this past winter but the winter before we had a big snowstorm mm-hmm. we had to have the nurses yes stay, right yeah yeah so anyway my friend kate was gonna have to spend the night and we have these flex beds on our unit so um we had like three options for people to spend the night. And so she's like, Oh, okay. I'll, I'll take, you know, room 22. I'm like, okay. And so I was in charge. And so I go to a couple of the girls who are friends with her. I'm like, so Kate, Kate goes down for, to the cafeteria to grab some food. I look at the other two. I'm like, all right. I'm like, Kate's spending the night in room 22. They're like, yeah. I'm like, well, what you going to do about it? <laughs> So we had fun. So what they did, we, um, we prepared her room for her. So we, no. 
Yeah. So we no. grabbed the urinal and we filled it with apple juice and left it in the bathroom. And then um, like, yeah, we just punked the whole room. We grabbed some chocolate pudding and like put it on the bed rail. And like, so when she came back, she, she got a special. Welcome. Special welcome, except she knew, she knew that it was me. So I ended up getting a text from her and it was like a picture of her drinking from the urinal. Oh. <laughs> Yum. Oh, I know. it was so gross. Oh, I, I was Oh, I was laughing partly because I could never, I don't think I could ever spend the night in any of our beds. I don't think I would sleep a lick. No. I would be terrified. Yeah. Knowing, I mean, sorry guys, but like how many freaking people have died in that bed? Yeah. At least on my unit. I haven't even thought of that. I was just thinking of the disgusting stuff that's been on these beds oh yeah and then all the bugs all of them oh yeah actually all of them oh yeah scabies lice uh MRSA c diff i'm i you know now obviously covid all the flus all the in all the corona or the you know rhinoviruses and yeah but like i think it would be so scared because I I do think that there are spirits hanging around. I'd be too scared. I feel like I would be visited by a ghost. Do you? I don't yeah. know. Do you think that they're bad ghosts though? Like I don't know. When I think about the spirits and stuff, I think that they're I think they're okay. I mean, they're probably good. I'm just terrified. Like I grew up in a <laughs> super evangelical Christian home. Okay. And, I didn't know um, about you. Yeah, this is partly why I am who I am now. But I, um, like, they always talked about demons, and demons are always around you, and they're always trying to get you. And, of course, this is my interpretation, having grown up with this as a kid. And so, like, anyway, I'm just, like, scared of ghosts from that sort of, like, whatever thing that was ingrained in me at such a young age, I, you know, I rebelled and, um, I do not consider myself. Became who you are today. Became, right. (laughs) I know I'm getting off topic, but, um, I'm just, would be, I would be, anyway, I'd be scared. I'd be, I mean, I do know I've had some freaky experiences like hearing, this is totally getting off topic. I was in a room like maybe, three months ago with another nurse. And I think, I can't remember if the room was empty or not. And we were talking and I felt someone tap me on the shoulder. Huh. And it was not, it was not that I was looking at the person that I was talking to and there was no one behind me. That's a little creepy. Other, or I might be having a ta- tactile hallucination. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, oh gosh. I was thinking about some of the funny stories that I've had over the years and just some, you know, we see all this random stuff, right? And there was this lady that I loved. I just, you know, you have an affinity towards people. You just like them. And I do, I do think I like the rough and tumble kind of folks, you know? Um, And this woman, she'd gone through some shit. (laughs) 
gosh, I remember she had to have her, like at one point she had to have her leg amputated and it was so painful because she had some really bad clot in her leg and um, she, she's in the ICU for some time. And she'd come in and out of our unit. But man, one time she came in, <laughs> I feel so bad for laughing, but like she's a smoker. And the last time she went home, she went home on oxygen or something, you know? So she came back in. Her poor face was all burnt because she forgot or didn't realize how combustible oxygen is. (laughs) Like, hey, oxygen's flammable. It, It will, it will, it will hurt you. Anyway, I was, I felt so bad for her, but I was also like, oh my God, don't smoke. You shouldn't smoke anyway, but it's like, don't smoke on oxygen. No, like don't you know? We see some crazy stuff. Yeah, there was a guy when I was a CNA. There was a guy who had I floated to the unit that does all the big Odo surgeries. Um, these big resections of jaws and man, you know, all this stuff. And I'd gone into this room to answer a call light, and there was this guy who literally had was missing his lower jaw it was gone um there was like a bandage there and he'd had a bunch of stuff removed um and he had a tracheostomy and he was like i want to go smoke but he wrote it he must have written it down because i don't think he had a voice box right i don't remember if he yeah i don't he don't yeah i think he wrote wrote it down or something or he motioned like smoke you know with his hands and I was like, oh, man, you, you, you can't go, you actually can't go smoke. And um, that's probably the last thing Yeah, you should do. But then at the same time, if I'm missing my fucking jaw, <laughs> I might, I might want to smoke too. You can do whatever you want. Right. What does it matter anymore? You've already lost it. I know. Just some funny, weird, random stuff. Random stuff. We meet people at all these different crossroads. Yeah. We had this one guy. um, He had one of the most massive wounds that I ever had to pack. His abdomen was crazy distended. And he was delirious at the time because he he had an infection. And that's why this wound was open. And it was like the size of Mm. a football. Oh, dear. That's big. It was huge. So I'm packing this wound and he was the sweetest guy. And, um, and I'm just kind of touching around on his great big belly. And, and he looks at me and he goes, don't tell my wife. I said, Oh, what, what should I, what should I not tell your wife about? And he goes about the baby. (gasps) Anyway, I I was like, because he had this big, huge abdomen. Like it did look like he was, you know, eight, nine months pregnant. And then looked up at the TV and Mm -hmm. watching the baby story, like where people have. So, so no watching that. And he was just looking at his huge belly and he was like, shoot, like I love my wife and she's going to be really upset that I got pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) So he was he was going through this with me, like, don't yeah. tell her. She's not going to be happy. <laughs> so, like, those are the those are the stories that we find funny that, like, yes, each other, but our loved ones think we're kind of cruel and unusual. Yes, 
So that poor guy hallucinated and, and thought he was pregnant because yeah. he was so absorbed in this television show. Totally. <laughs> but he, like he loved his wife so much that he he couldn't believe that you know he had done this he'd, he'd done oh my gosh you're like uh, actually <laughs> did you like say actually you're you're not pregnant i know it was so hard but it was so cute <laughs> don't tell my wife yeah I know. I kind of wanted to, like, I had to prevent myself from digging a little deeper as far as, like, who's the daddy? You know? <laughs> I find what I wanted to say, but I couldn't. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, as you were talking about, I didn't know which way this wound story was going to go. And I'm just going to tell one wound story. And um, this is a funny story for me. So, you know, for, I, for a while, I moonlighted as a wound nurse. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, I thought about that. Yeah. And I would, you know, get called to see all kinds of things, right? As you can only imagine. And you already know, right? <clears throat> but I got... <laughs> I'm dying because... Okay. I got called to go to the ICU and look at a wound on this woman's face. And, and sorry... To anybody who's listening, this one might, if you have a tough time with gross things, you might have to skip over in like two minutes um, to anybody's listening out there. (laughs) But anyway, um, this poor woman, I mean, she was like delirious and on the ventilator and she had a wound on her face that like somebody, they, they asked me to come to the doctors, wanted me, somebody to see. And so I went and looked at her face and um there was like something like sticking out of her cheek oh so i was like oh i i guess i should see if that (laughs) will come out i don't know so i got i (laughs) pull what did you pull out of her face nicole Sorry, I pulled her. She had stuffed tissue paper. It she it was like um, tissue paper. She put a bunch of tissue paper in her face and somehow like dug it into her face. So I pulled it out. It looked like a ball of snot, which is gross. And I and I almost almost threw up um, right next to Cam, right. And I don't know if Cam, you're listening, but. Uh, I, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Oh. And it's so hard because you, again, you have to have this poker face and this poor lady, you know, I'm sure she didn't want to have a wound in her face, but yeah, I, I'm, my stomach's turning as I think about it now. And, but anyway, just like, you know, there are some things that our stomachs can handle and obviously bodies are crazy. We do weird things. And anyway. We've all got our things. We've yeah. all got our things that just make us cringe. Sputum is my thing. And I think that because that looked like a ball of snot, it made me vomit. Almost. That was the closest I'd actually come to really puking at work. You know what my thing used to be that I had to get over? Mm. Leeches. Ooh. So you were averse. I was, I was terrified 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 of them 
Um, really? We, yeah. But then I had to write the, um, I had to rewrite the policy for them. So my husband is a biologist. So he thought that this was like the coolest thing ever. Mm -hmm. So I hated having to do them. Like I remember the first time that I tried to do them, I like get all counted up. I like get mm -hmm. everything there and I, I have mm -hmm. my friend coming in with me and my hand is, um, Oh, shit. yeah. Cause I'm kind of nervous to do this. And so I, I get the leech and I get it on the wound and I'm trying to get it to latch on. Mm -hmm. And I thought I'd gotten it, but I didn't. And then it like leapt off and bounced across the floor. And then bounced? I bounced. Yeah. Like it was it like, yeah, it, it, it went all the way across the floor and I had to go get it. And it was, <laughs> it was like one of the worst nursing days of my whole life. Um, it sucked so bad. Oh so, no. Yeah. So then, um, I was the co-chair of the med surge local practice council. And so one of the policies that came up was the leech policy. So I had to rewrite it. And my husband thought this was just awesome. And so he was all on board and helped me research leeches and figure out how to like be able to deal with them a little mm -hmm. bit better. And so we came up with these ideas and I was, I was, it, it's gotten a lot better for me ever since. Oh, that's so great. You know? So you're no longer terrified of leeches? Not to tolerate? I'm not, I, I find them pretty gross and they're intimidating. Okay. But now I know that I have to get them out of the fridge and mm -hmm. um, not have them at room temperature for too long because it wakes them up. So when oh. they're cooler, they're more docile. Oh, and then, and then they just like, they instantly latch on, right? Yeah, like they'll, you know, you get them out of the fridge, and if you grab them with the tweezers and then the, put them on, mm -hmm. um, if the, if they if they haven't gotten like full on to room temperature, they're a lot more docile and they won't be as wiggly and it's intimidating. Mm. I didn't know that you helped rewrite that policy. That's cool. I there's pictures in it too, and there's like cool ways that you don't even have to touch them. You can like put a put them in a syringe and flip the syringe upside down. Oh, great! Yeah, yeah. this is. I I haven't minded leech therapy. I always thought it was super cool. Um, however, I was always terrified, of course, that like a leech would go missing and then you'd have to go find it somewhere. Like, you know, leeches are, they're used to help decrease what? Cl clots. If you have like venous. Swelling. Venous congestion. Um, yeah. Yes. Venous congestion, right? So they want to try to. They suck you know, up the extra blood that's yeah. in the air but like so you have to like be staring at these leeches on whatever like you ha in, at least when we used to do it you had to be one-to-one -one with a patient if they're getting leech therapy because you couldn't keep your keep your you had to keep your eyes on these leeches because they could go wandering off yes and going to other places yes and i actually put that in the policy because i talked to one of our nurses and one had migrated at one point and they couldn't find it and they had to go back to the or oh <gasps> yeah really yeah well okay that's pretty darn darn serious i know so that's why goodness <laughs> <laughs> okay great why okay wow what a funny episode this has been i feel like it's been all over the place in a good way <laughs> in a sorry. good way no in a good way i'm i'm to blame I hope that this was entertaining for everybody out there. 
Uh, do you have any last thoughts about the show or any other stories you want to share or anything? Um, I don't know. I just want to thank you for having me. And also, um, I think when we, like, we've all had our different coping mechanisms this year from like meditation to yoga to resilience stuff and gratitude. Um, and I, I think like when I've, when I've tried to do some of those, they aren't, they don't quite work for me. And mm-hmm. so I've kind of, humor is one of my kind of go-tos that makes me feel better. And, um, and then also trying to being part of the vaccine clinic this year has helped me actually feel like I've been able to make a difference. So I don't know. I just encourage everybody to think about what's helped you in the past, as far as your strengths go and maintaining your resiliency and um, coping through nursing and to go to those, go to those things. Sometimes it's hard to learn a new thing when, um, when it's a stressful time. And so thinking back to who you are and what works for you in the past um, and tapping into some of those skills, I think is really important this year. Mm -hmm. Sage words of advice. Chantel, I want to say thank you for all the work that you do and you've done and, and also that you, the work that you've been doing in the vaccine clinic, you know, you've been really putting in a ton of time outside your regular hours and I'm sure it's gone, not gone unnoticed. And, um, I know that you're a gift to your colleagues and you really help, you know, bring them up, um, with your humor. And also I know you are a you onboard the new orientees and add a little humor into their their experience. What what'd you say? Our poor nurses you end up with me. <laughs> I'm sure they'll never forget you. Uh, well, um, I just want to say thank you so much. And um, it's just been a joy and a pleasure to just see you, talk to you um, over Zoom. And uh, yeah. And I hope I see you around at work in the near future. Well, I'll just close this out by saying, as I normally do, stay safe and stay sane. And I'll see you on the next one. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave an honest review on whatever platform you are listening. Also, feel free to share this with your nursing colleagues. If you'd like to email me, you can do so at founddownpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to send in any stories. Just make sure they're HIPAA compliant. Also, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at founddownpodcast. We'll see you on the next one.